Hey Siri, play Social Geek Radio. Okay, Social Geek Radio podcast coming up. Hello, geeks, and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing conciliary. Today, something a little different. We're examining the connection between franchise sales and dating with Mike Ackley and Hope Altieri of Brand Journalists. Today's show is brought to you by the all-new FCXC. Franchise Update Media and the International Franchise Association invite you to join us June 20th through the 23rd in Atlanta at FCXC, the Franchise Consumer Experience Conference. This is the combined former marketing shows from Franchise Update and the IFA, along with the old operations conference. Keynotes include John DeJulius, who will join us here on Social Geek next week, and futurist Chris Riddell. And I'll be there with my team from Ularity, and we may just do a few podcasts. Be sure to register today. Spaces are limited at francxc.com. We are here in the Brand Journalist's office in Nashville. This is officially the neighborhood that we refer to as West End. Is that right? Yes, West End, Vanderbilt. Yes. Got it. Yep. So West it, End proper. It is not downtown. It is not Broadway. It is not Touristville. We're in the real Nashville. Yeah. And I'm here at Brand Journalist with my new friends, Mike Ackley, who's the COO. Hey, Mike, how are you? Good, how are you? I am doing great. And uh, also with Hope Altieri, whose title is Director of Fabulousness. <laughs> that's right. I'm the queen of all things fabulous here at Brand Journalist. And the queen of franchise sales. And that's what we're going to get into a little bit here today. Uh, before we get there, Mike, tell me about Brand Journalist. Give me a little bit of the backstory here. Brand Journalist is the marketing agency that franchise systems turn to for breakthroughs in franchise development. We specialize in franchise development websites, uh, storytelling, marketing, um, lead generation, and everything that a brand needs to create a sales breakthrough. How many um, franchisees have your efforts recruited over the years? What's what's a round number on that? Well, we used to say two years ago that it was 10,000, so I would imagine that it's well over 12. Yeah. And that was before you had a director of fabulousness. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so that number's got to be way far north of that. That's so. right. Now that the sparkle's been added, that's nowhere to go but up after that, right? <laughs> Tell me about that sparkle. What what kinds of things are you doing and talking to candidates about? Um, well, I have a passion um, because I um, started a business with my mom. Um, so I have a passion for... Um, helping people um, become uh, entrepreneurs and so I love to engage with prospects and walk them through um, how to become business owners. And what kinds of trends are you seeing now? Is it is it getting more interesting for people out there to become a business owner on their own or is it are, are they fading away or you know kind of what's what's your take on the landscape here in mid-2022? Well, since COVID, um, I have a lot of conversations with people um, daily where I hear kind of the same thing, where it's like COVID affected everybody um, in the job market. And um, people want job security. And so they kind of started to look at their life and where they are in their careers 
and kind of want to go on a new path. And um, the people that had a passion for different, uh, for business in general, um, started looking at franchising as an option where they could have job security and they could have more of a control over um, the path that their careers were taking. Yeah, I like that idea of control. I think that's what mm-hmm. what people need more than anything is to have a say in what's going to happen in their life for the next five years or 25 years. Right. I mean, with COVID, like whoever saw that coming, right? right. So, I mean, 2020 threw us a curveball completely. And so it just kind of pulled a rug out of everybody in, in the job world. And so people started wanting to have more control over not just their careers, but their financial future also. So franchising was a perfect fit for a lot of these people. Yeah. And the curveballs are going to keep coming too, because there's a war in Europe right now. There's yeah. a looming recession, recession um, that everyone expects to happen in the coming year ahead. So I think that the control factor where people are looking at their careers, they're, it's people are going to be jumping ship in, in, a, in a way that we've never seen before. That's right. People want to be in the driver's seat of their destiny. That's perfect. And I have those conversations daily with potential franchisees. And those are the conversations I want to talk about today. We were discussing this. I, I guess this is a conversation you could only have at a restaurant in Nashville. <laughs> um, <laughs> about the, the parallel worlds of sales and franchising as well as dating. And I think we all see that there's this relationship building Mm -hmm. that happens between a franchisor and candidates, or maybe, in in my case, it's a supplier Mm -hmm. and franchisors. Mm -hmm. And it's really, sometimes unfortunately, but sometimes in a good way, just like dating. It is. It is. So so (laughs) when, when we, where do we start? We start with meeting someone maybe in person, but more than likely these days, we're going to meet them online, right? That's right. Yeah, you get your initial prospect, right? So that's kind of how this this starts. You get your initial prospect, um, which would be, you know, your date per se, and if you can get a live person to talk to you and everything, and then you, you kind of go through your stream of questions, right, to see if you, you have a a good candidate or a bad candidate on your hands because <laughs> so, you never know. I mean, franchise sales is so much like dating and the parallels are, are hilarious because when you get that lead in, you have absolutely no idea where this conversation is going to go and what you're really going to be dealing with. And if you're the buyer in either situation, you pretty much know right away how this day or date or relationship is going to end and how soon, right? That's right. That's exactly right. I mean, it's, it's, you, you've got your people who are well-intentioned and, you know, they know exactly why they're dating and they're trying to get to the goal of, you know, marriage, marriage, holy matrimony, or, you know, whatever the holy grail is for you of a relationship, you know, they're intentional. And then you've got your tire kickers, right? (laughs) You've got the people who are just out there and they really have no idea why they're in the dating world, why they're really there, you know, they hadn't figured that out yet. So. Right. And, and the same for businesses. They're not really sure why they're shopping, but, you know, someone's telling them, you really need to shop around. You really need to find a new supplier or maybe a new career. And and they're really just kicking the tires and going through the motions, and they yeah. might not really have the intent to... Uh, to, to get to the altar, as, yeah, as it were. Yeah, that's right. They, they're just kind of lingering out there in space, and they're trying to figure out where they fit and what they want at that point. So, yeah. And this mostly happens on step two, which would be, in the sales world, the discovery call, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe the introduction call. And, mm-hmm. and in the dating world, it's the first date. And mm-hmm. hopefully that's in person, though mm-hmm. I guess 
during COVID, both of those things could have been done over Zoom. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I would back up, though, and say that um, for the similarity begins with the, the profile, which is, I would say, your website. So okay. your, if, let's say you have a, uh, you want to give the, the candidate an opportunity to swipe right on your brand. So if you have a good website, they're going to swipe right. If you have a bad one, they're going to start swipe left. You'll never have that conversation at all. Ooh, that's Ooh. such a great oh, point. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is before that first date or first meeting, um, some like, research oh, that, is happening. That brand is hot. I would like to have a date it's, with It's that, that <laughs> initial first impression. If you're on the dating apps and all, it's that initial first picture, right? It either draws you in or, you know, yeah. you're like definitely, you, it's, it's a hard no and you're going left. You know? Exactly. Like if you see a... You know, a, a guy with a beer in his hand and a fish in the other. <laughs> like you're gonna swipe left, right? <laughs> or the or the cheesy gym pick, right? Yeah, where, right, they're right. Stand, <laughs> where they're standing at the gym with their phone up and everything. Yeah, yeah you know exactly who that guy's gonna be. Or, right. Yeah. Or or standing in front of the Ferrari that obviously does not belong <laughs> it's not to theirs. Yeah. Right. They yeah, have yeah, no exactly. idea where it came from. Yeah. yeah. It, so in the sales world, that's like when you when you meet with a potential customer or even a potential supplier, and you're looking at it, say, and you see that, oh, this is, um, this is not really them. This is all, you know, some sort of um, corporate photography that's, that they yeah. pulled from some yeah. file somewhere. Catfishing, that's called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a catfishing in the franchising world, yeah. right? It's yeah. a poser. Yeah. Um, you know, you have these great conversations with somebody in franchise sales. I mean, I do it almost weekly. And you'll get to a certain point, and then it comes time to start talking about money. And do they really have these assets and everything? And it's like it's like the poser dude, you know, that shows up in the really nice car for the first date. And right. So you're thinking, oh, okay, this is looking good. And then you find out that he lives with his parents. <laughs> like, oh. And it's not oh, even his scared. dad's car. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so let's say let's say they passed the test, right? Mm -hmm. You did a little research, you Googled them, you found out they're a legitimate prospect, right? Mm -hmm. And and you've set up the date or the first meeting and you've gone on this meeting and and they've they've at least passed the initial test. You know, they've they've checked a few boxes. Um, mm -hmm. They might be who they appear to be. Um, they um, they haven't um, you know walked out in the middle of the first meeting which apparently that does happen with some men. Mm. Mike, is yeah, that... Uh... that's true. I walked out on dates. <laughs> Dude, life's too short. <laughs> Mike wastes no time. <laughs> you, you are like my nightmare client. What happened to them? We, we had this meeting scheduled, and they canceled at the last minute. They didn't even show up. Well, to be fair, I just got engaged, so I'm off. I'm, I'll never do that again. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's done. He's, he's out of the dating pool. I wish I could say the same for myself, but he's, he's done. <laughs> Well, good. So you've made you've made that commitment. You're you're at ninety percent yep. of that deal being uh, uh, being executed. It's it's being reviewed by legal now, yeah, her right? Parents, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, were her parents were they uh, were they influencers in this deal? They weren't the decision maker. They were they were definitely influencers, though, right? Yeah, they're for sure. I did the old fashioned thing. I talked to her dad and you know talked to her mom before I popped the question. So. Got it. Yeah. And um, and you got some buy-in. Was now would you consider her dad your internal champion in the family? Um, I would say he was the dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I won him over for sure. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Perfect. So, um, so excellent. We will we will look at that in our sales pipeline and our dating pipeline and and say. That's pretty much a done deal. We'll put that at ninety five percent. Yep. You know, there's so. there's always room for the salesperson to screw it up. You know, sometime between now and then. Right. That's true. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. But it's being reviewed, and, and we expect this to be uh, in now. When when is the uh, closing date? Is this like fourth quarter, or or is this twenty twenty three? Q1. <laughs> <laughs> Notice he didn't give us a date. He didn't, no. He's, they're in the, the researching venues phase. Yeah, the site selection. Yeah, site yeah. selection. Site yeah. Sele- so, he's in Q1 site yeah, selection. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. So so let's take a, let, let's go back to, um, you know, maybe some people who are still in the process. Um, Hope, what are some things maybe after the first meeting and you're looking at the second meeting or you're looking at, you know, some other magical milestones. Um, what are some things that would, that would, um, take you off of the path in sales or dating after the first meeting and and before you got, you know, further down the pipeline? What I see, um, sometimes it's the biggest struggle or challenge. And if you're in franchise sales, you're going to get exactly where I'm coming from here with this is <clears throat> I told you yesterday, you know, when you're in franchise sales, you're part salesperson, part therapist. And so the biggest thing that you're going to run into once you get a potential candidate further down the pipeline is fear. Mm. Um, so you have to deal with the fear factor. And, you know, it's a huge investment I get. Um, most people come into franchising because they want a, a life change, right? They want right. to go in a new direction, which is scary, Right. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of like after divorce, you know, you're scared to get back out there type mm-hmm. of thing and make make a new life, create a new life for yourself. Franchise sales is kind of the same thing. These people are trying to make a new path for themselves. So you deal with the fear factor, um, you know, and, and with that, you can have, I see it all the time, you have the ghosting. <laughs> so that's where it's like, <laughs> you know, the dating world is, you know, you can have these great conversations and you feel like, man, I know this is a strong candidate. They checked all the boxes. This one's going to go all the way. And then all of a sudden, the ghosting What happened to her? The yeah, ghosting. Yeah. And you're like, they just drop off the map. Let's talk a little bit more about that fear. Is it, um, in both cases, I'm thinking it's a fear of commitment. Yes. Right? That's exactly. The, this yes. is this is now a lifetime mm-hmm. um, decision that, mm-hmm. that we're about to make in both dating and uh, mm-hmm. franchise sales. Um, in In some cases, there might be an exit strategy you could have mm-hmm. in mind <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at some point, um, perhaps not in the, the marriage side of it, but in, in, in buying a franchise, do you talk to people who, um, who want to talk about, you know, this is a, is this a five-year commitment? Is this a 10-year commitment? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what would my exit look like? Does that come up in conversations at this level or not? Yeah, I mean, for sure it does. I mean, again, it's it's like the dating thing because it's the commitment, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, okay, do I really want to lock in? Particularly once you give them the FTD, <laughs> that's when it really <laughs> scares the pants out of people. Because you hand them the FTD, you slot them the document, and it basically says, you know, hey, if you're not successful, we're going to take your life. You're going to be penniless on the side of the street, shuffling along in your bathrobe. You right. know, and that's right. basically what it says. So, you know, I have to go through the FDD with them, reassure them, hey, 
you can do this, this is okay. So yeah, it's definitely a fear of commitment that people have, getting locked into something that they can't get out of. And, you know, I tell people, they'll, you know, I get the question all the time, am I gonna be successful in this? And I answer the same every single time. How much are you willing to bet on yourself? Oh, very good. And I talked to, I since I started at Brand Journalist eight years ago, I've probably spoken to probably 5,000 franchisees in my time and every single one of them has said that the risk was worth it mm-hmm. that they they wish they had jumped in sooner yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah there's not one person um, that that I know that owns a franchise or you know we've gone through this process with that, that said I regret it that was a mistake I should not have done that yeah yeah our uh, our mutual friend Thomas Scott has, has always said that you know the biggest regret you'll have in business ownership is that you didn't do it 10 years earlier, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And, yeah. and, and I think we all live by that too. In the franchise development and sales side of this, 100% satisfaction. And over on the marriage side, I think we're looking at about 50-50. 50, 50. I was going to say you want to go 50 there. <laughs> well, well, I think that there's a there's another correlation here too. Is it's It's the idea of when you're in a new relationship, you're always posting pictures of you and your partner, um, you know, traveling or at nice restaurants, and you, you're designing this life of, that is enviable and exciting. And when, you, when you're in a, in a career in corporate America, you're like looking out the window and it's gloomy and you're stuck in traffic and um, you're working for the weekend. And so mm-hmm. owning a business is your only chance to design that life where you could have that that travel and that work-life balance and go and 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 have that enviable life that that uh, is so attractive mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people don't want to be chained to corporate America anymore yeah they want to make their own schedules and you know for me as a single parent it's it's important for me to be able to spend that time with my children you know to be at those soccer practices or to be at those school plays or you know whatever it is people want to make their own schedule now in today's yeah. world and you know franchising offers the opportunity for people to make and create their not only their own schedule but their own lifestyle. Excellent. So if any of our listeners have questions about getting involved, maybe not so much on the dating side, but getting involved in the business ownership side and they'd like to learn a little bit more about what brand journalists um, does or, or maybe there are some franchisors out there who would like to um, have some of this terrific kind of help from our director of fabulousness where can uh, where can people learn more about the brand hit us up on our website brandjournalist.com or reach out to me directly um, i'm on linkedin hope's on linkedin mm-hmm. yeah. hit us up all right very good well thank you both for the time today this has been a really fun conversation and we will chat soon thank you thank you Thanks to Mike and Hope for a fun conversation today. And thank you to Franchise Update Media and the International Franchise Association. We will all see you at FCXC June 20th through the 23rd. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. The comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.